Stay with these guys now. Coach them up. Keep them going. The Pete Carroll Show. The first word from the Seahawks head coach every Monday at 9.30 with Danny and Gallant. That's exactly what you want. Presented by Banner Bank on 710 ESPN Seattle. It is Danny and Gallant, and we are joined by the Seahawks coach. Pete Carroll is with us live from Seahawks headquarters, and Coach, congratulations. That was a heck of a season-opening win. Yeah, that was really fun. We had a, a, a fantastic trip, you know, first time, you know, doing the whole COVID thing and, and uh, getting on the road and everything that, that took place, uh, the lead-up to the game and all, was it was, uh, it was a good challenge. But guys, our people handled it so well. We had so many things to orchestrate. Uh, but it turned out to be a game that we focused and we played well and had fun and, and uh, got a great win. Just another day at the office for Russell Wilson, too. Four incompletions on the game, four touchdown passes. What did you make of his day? Yeah, he played almost a perfect game. And, uh, you know, he had a couple drops there or he'd have been just about dead on it. So uh, it, what really stood out is that it looked so much like um, like practice, you know, and, and that's what we, we hope to make it t- look like. You know, we work really hard to practice like we're going to play and, and the tempo and the stuff. Uh, uh, that we tried to execute really worked out well. So uh, it, was, it was great. Coach, what was it like running into the stadium for the first time with no crowd out there? It seemed like the team did a great job of getting themselves hyped up and ready to go. Was there anything extra you guys had to do, or was it business as usual? Uh, yeah, we had to, yeah, we had to get <laughs> – we realized that there was going to be you know no factor from the crowd, so we, we took it upon ourselves to, to – create the the energy and the juice and, and, and all the you know the fun and games and stuff that go along around the game and uh our guys took it seriously coaches took it seriously and and we were we had to you know supply the juice and it's what it's going to be like on the road i guess the sound i haven't heard officially what we're doing about the sound if it's going to stay like it was but the sound was not a factor at all and uh and so really you're you're, you're out there <laughs> by yourself and so we had to do that we did it we're talking to Pete Carroll, the Pete Carroll Show. And Pete, in 11 years of watching your team here in Seattle, I've, I've become accustomed to certain things. And I will admit that I was surprised when the punter didn't come onto the field. Fourth and five, early in the third quarter. And well, let's, let's hear what happened first, and then I'll ask you about the decision. Uh, the result was, was a huge touchdown throw. Four-man rush. Russ looks. He's going to lay it up over the top. He's got a man down there. It's Metcalf. He's got it. Touchdown, Seahawks. On fourth down and five, Russ takes the snap, stands back there like a patient man and waits, and 14 gets open for six, a 38-yarder. Holy smoke. You guys are covering DK Metcalf with one man. Forget about it. He beats him for six. Forget sure about did. it. There you go. That's what, a good what? call for That's a good opener. That's a good call for, for our guy. I mean, race came through. That's good. You want to talk about someone providing juice? He absolutely did it there. That's, that's it. Good. Good. What went into that decision to go for it? Um, just the preparation uh, through the the off season and and looking for the opportunities. Um, you know, it just depends on on a lot of variables, and uh, there's no formula that I'm giving to you about about it. But uh, sometimes you got to go, and and you know, I've always loved going for it on fourth down. We haven't done it as much as we used to, and and uh, you know, if when we feel really good about the matchups and the situation, then we're, we're looking for it. And, uh, you know, where, where was the ball? The ball was at 37 or something like that, 38-yard yep. line? Yeah, you know, so, um, you know, the 
it's hard to punt from there, you know, and it's too far to kick a field goal. So a little bit of kind of fit together in that regard, but um, just depends. The decision was made so quickly, too. That's what struck me. I mean, there wasn't even a hesitation. Yeah, I like you. I like you seeing it that way. <laughs> yeah, we had we 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 had a pretty good plan. What we were thinking right there, and and uh, it worked out right. Yeah, Dave, you just hold that. Hey, Pete, we saw... really well. <laughs> <laughs> Pete, we saw Lano Hill. We saw Marquise Blair, Trey Flowers, Dunbar. Um, there's a lot of depth in this secondary. Um, is it fun having that depth in that secondary? And do you does it allow guys to take a take a blow when they're tired? Was that part of the game plan, or were you kind of rotating guys when you saw fit? Well, yeah, it, we're just trying to use our guys, and, and uh, we, we've got a good role for for uh, Leno to play. We got a good role for Marquise to play. Um, both, uh, you know, both the safeties, uh, Diggs and, and Jamal and Adams, man, those guys are all over the place. So there's really at times, you know, you see uh, a whole slew of those guys out there, and and so. Um, it just depends. We're not doing it for for resting guys. That no, that's other positions where we rotate. But it, we are doing it just to deploy guys and get them into the matchups that we like. And you saw some really good wins. Uh, Leno had a couple good wins when he was out there, uh, winning plays. You know, and, and of course Jamal was all over the place. Um, and, and Marquise is just he's just getting started. We're really excited about what he's going to bring. Jamal certainly was all over the place, whether it was defending uh, swing passes to a running back in the flat, matching up with Julio Jones at one point in coverage, or coming off the edge like he did uh, for one of his for one of Seattle's two sacks in the game. From his own 44, Seahawks load the line. They get the run, and they knock him off his feet. Back near the 35-yard line, sure. and it is Adams again. He has been close, and that time he gets there, the first sack of the day on Matt Ryan, and it comes from the strong safety, Jamal Adams. Jamal looked like he was all over there. How much fun is he to coach as, as a player, a player with that kind of versatility? <laughs> uh, it, it, it's really, it, it was really an illustration of, of the excitement that the coaching staff had to, to show him. You know, and, and it, we had seen it in practice, and of course we'd seen it on his film in the past, and we wanted to you know, just cut him loose and uh so that's what you saw and and uh he the the more active uh you know positions you put him in he just he makes good choices and good decisions he didn't do everything perfect now he, he uh he ran into you know he ran into Shaq out there one time gave a touchdown trying to, he was trying to fit between the receiver and the DB and it didn't work out quite right uh but he was certainly making the most aggressive <laughs> decision he could make which is kind of his makeup so um he had a fantastic effect on the first game. Defense has to be really confident coming out of this spooky. one. <laughs> Is it spooky? I know yeah. it's weird we're not in person with the with the Zoom that we're doing it by. The defense, man, four fourth downs. They get four big stops. You have Benson Mayoa who deflects the pass. He gets the sack later on. And the play that you, Pete, thought was the best play of the game, Marquise Blair on the fake punt, sliding in there after what could have been a first down and using that skull of his to punch the football out. A yeah. fake field goal. Ball's out. And the ball is out. Fake punt, I beg your pardon. The ball was out. And the Seahawks recover just across the 35-yard line. The fake punt called. It was snapped to the up back, who then coughed it up. And the ball is recovered by Freddie Swain, the rookie wide receiver on the special teams. And the Seahawks have the ball back. Yeah, good decision to go for because they made it. You know, they're going to make the first down, but it just we had a better play. And, and uh, uh, that's not a surprise to see Marquise go in there and knock the ball loose. I mean, he is a hammer. And, and uh, the the – 
it was a perfectly executed tackle, putting your helmet on the football. He did it exactly the way you want to do it. And then the great recovery by Freddie, good scramble for the ball and all that. That was a great turnaround you know, for us. And, and uh, we had four big fourth down wins. The defense really came through in a big way. And we scored on all four of those drives to follow that, which was really huge. And, and uh, so the response and the fit together and the, and the way that we played complimentary football was, was really obvious. Hey, Pete, what did you make of uh, the rookies? He had Damian Lewis had a start at right guard, had a couple penalties, but I felt like he got it together. Freddie Swain recovered a fumble and had a catch, and then Jordan Brooks had a tackle as well. What was their debut like? Well, I thought they did fine, and, and Damian for sure. You know, he had he had the biggest load to, to carry. Uh, the penalties, you know, he's he's – He's got to get better with his hands, and the holding penalties are the ones that that uh, really bother us. And so it's something that you know we've been harping on, and uh, we were harping on it. We'll harp on it all the way through, and get we just got to get him better. But he played good football. And he was tough. He had some really dominant blocks, and and uh, that's a really good debut for him. Freddie was all over the special teams for us in the game. He really had to catch two balls. Maybe he had that one catch he made where uh, uh, the play was was dead, blown dead. Uh, so he he got his first catch. So he's a good football player, and he. He's, gonna, he's a guy that we really trust and uh, in a lot of situations, so you'll see him play more and more. Um, and then uh, who else we have? Uh, uh, oh, yeah, Brooks. Jordan Brooks. Jordan Brooks got you know got in there in the third series of the game and, and rotated in a little bit, uh, trying to break him in and get him going. So uh, he's going to be a great factor. We're really excited about him. I thought LJ uh, did a nice job too. You know, that was a good performance for him in his first time starting, and, and uh, I'm, I'm sure we're going to see more from him. He was active and mobile and, and uh, showed a good motor and all that. So it was a good start for him. So many things to talk about. Uh, Greg Olson being a really clutch receiver for the team in his first game. Chris Carson, who I thought you mentioned Damian Lewis's hands. There's no doubt about Chris Carson's hands. Yeah, really. He can yeah. really catch out of the backfield. Yeah, he's he's just a natural athlete, you know, and, he, and that just comes really easy to him. Uh, as as a running back, sometimes that you know they don't get the ball as much in, in practice as you'd like, and some catches will get away from him. But it's not because he can't catch the football. He's got great hands, and we'll keep coming back to him. The screenplay execution was perfect. Uh, we've never run a better screen in all the years we've been here for you know all walking the end zone, um, and you know Chris took took advantage of that. Uh, so yeah, he that's a big factor for us, as you know, and we love having him uh, having that ability. And Carlos will catch the ball, too. He's a good receiver as well, so those guys will help us out. Why did those screens work as well as they did? I mean, you've also got an entirely new offensive line that's working together in a game for the first time, too, and yet there they were looking like they've been doing this for years. Well, you know, I think we the, the screen went to the left where all the experience is, <laughs> you know, and those guys know what they're doing. Um, but we've been working hard at it, and I think that it was a really good – uh, game plan thought, you know, the, where it fit together. And we wanted to try to take the rush off of some, you know, that, that does help you. That's why you run screens. And, uh, but I, I thought the guys did, did work together well. I thought it was a really good first game. And I think Posick deserves a lot of credit for that. Uh, he's in the middle of all the communications and handling that. It was really what, uh, what Ethan took, took charge of really early in the camp. Uh, just was the best first, you know, had been around the longest with us and, and, and he just held on to that job, and it showed in the game. I thought we did a nice job, and we got better as the game went on. Hey, Pete, um, you probably faced the best wide receiver trio you're going to see all year in Julio Jones, yeah. Ridley, and <laughs> They had Gage. a good day, too. <laughs> um, they had a good day. Um, were you encouraged by the play? I mean, I, I feel like I kind of understand what you guys are trying to do, just keep everything in front and, and kind of make teams grind it out. A lot of people will see those numbers and be concerned. What are your feelings on that? 
Well, it was a game where we were way ahead the whole time. They they knew that we were ahead. They knew that they were having trouble stopping us because we had you know good consistency moving the football. And whereas they had come into the season hoping to balance out their attack, they did run the ball a little bit early in the game, and and then they just got away from it. You know that's not the way they wanted to play. But it was because of the score, and also because I think you could in the game. You know, it's not just the numbers on the scoreboard. They could feel that they were having trouble slowing us down, and so it just turned into a throwing game. And that's that's not the way uh, you want to hold down uh, Matt Ryan. He's too good. He, he's a great player, and and he's got three fantastic receivers plus his tight end. And and his running backs can catch the football, and they threw the ball fifty something times. So, if uh, that's the way you got to get it, you know that's that's no problem. I'm, you know, we'd always love to have great numbers, but those numbers are really deceiving. And that's uh, when a team is dedicated. I think they ran the ball four times in the second half or something like that. So, um, you know, but we got we we get, did get beat up top one time. That was a play that we really messed up, and we should, that should never have happened. Um, and uh, other than that, we kept the ball in front of us pretty much. We don't want to play rope dope defense. That's not what we're trying to. To do but in a game when you get like that in the whole second half I'm looking at the, at the clock you know and watching what's going on and watching their possessions that's why the field goal was so important to us you know and 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 on and on you know you were just playing the game to win the football game and you know if if, if you don't let them score fast when they're down by three scores they're not going to get you and even with the onside kick which they executed beautifully and we didn't uh, uh, we missed our opportunity there um, you know we still were in command of the game the whole time yeah it was I you might like this stat or you might not. I'm not sure. <laughs> but you've had, in, in, in your now 11th season here in Seattle, there have been eight times that an opposing quarterback has thrown for more than 400 yards. And you guys are 8-0 in those games. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I, you know, that, that's that's the indicator. That, that's not a, it's just winning the game, and, and uh, it's not about the numbers. You know, I don't care about that. Um, uh, but I, I go back. I love I love to have great stats. That's fun to have that too. You know, but if you're going to get ahead like that and you're going to score 38 points in a game, you're going to give up some yards to a great quarterback. I mean, if it's a quarterback that's struggling and just trying to find his way, then that doesn't have to be like that. But he, we were ripping in and out of different coverage and calls. We were trying everything we could to slow him down, and he just kept finding the right guy because he's great. You know. He's been playing forever, and and uh, and he can throw the ball right dead on the money. And, and his receivers were great. I think three guys got nine balls. So that's a, that's a tough day for you when, when that happens. But we'll take it. We saw some new wrinkles in your offense, not just with the screens. I really liked seeing those jet sweep motions and that one play in particular where Tyler Lockett's running to Russell Wilson's left, and Russell just runs up the field for that awesome 23-yard gain. What led to the incorporation of something that we saw a lot of when Percy Harvin was with this offense. Well, uh, you know, I don't – it may have looked more obvious to you. We've, we've been doing those things for a, a, a while. I think when you're clicking, it, you, you know, you, you say, hey, that looks good. <laughs> when you're not clicking, it doesn't look as good, you know. But um, those, are, those are all, you know, uh, formation – concerns we're putting on the defense to try to manipulate their players and move them around and sometimes you got to give it to the guys and sometimes you got to fake it to the guys the play that we got uh, Russell made a great read and pulled the ball and on on the play that he you know he kept the football and and uh and he could have pitched the ball too if we needed it he, we've worked really hard at that so uh, we like the whole option game whenever we can you know give Russell a chance with all those choices he usually does really really well and so um I, I thought that was a uh there was a number of times in the game. The best part of the really that came off this offseason that was, I think, better than years past was our tempo. The tempo that we were able to maintain offensively uh, and, and to limit the defense in terms of their timing to make adjustments. Um, we did it in a number of different ways, and we worked really, really hard 
through all the Zoom time, we were practicing that stuff the whole time. Uh, guys were standing up in their living rooms and, and, and you know, doing their footwork and stuff like that and, and, and trying to get a grip for what, what we could do tempo-wise. And then we carried it through the camp and uh, showed up in game one in a, in, a, in a good way. Hey, P, I want to ask about the guys who don't get a lot of love, those interior defensive linemen, Puna Ford, Jay Reed. Um, how do you feel they played this week? They played really, really hard, fo- tough football. They they were really solid. Uh, they took care of the running game in, in when they had their opportunities. Puna made a big play on the screen. Uh, uh, Jay Reed had a couple good penetrations. Uh, but all in all, we, we we were still, you know, with all those passes and and uh, in a hot day in the South, we got a little worn down a little bit, you know. And, and you rush the pass for fifty something times, that's going to take something out of you. Um, but the guys kept battling. The guys on the edge kept battling. We had a big sack in a crucial situation um, and another big play by Benson Mayoa on the fourth down. He had two fourth down wins for us that were really crucial. Uh, so I think the guys played played good complimentary football. Uh, we'd like to get more, you know, and, and we'll, we'll keep working at it. Talking to Pete Carroll, I, I didn't see any injuries. I know Rasheem Green left for maybe a series with a shoulder injury, but it looked like he was back in there. How did you guys come out of the game health-wise? Uh, well, the early report on my way down, um, nothing to report news, so that means we made it through really clear. Um, you know, There'll be some guys that are going to be worn down a little bit from the from the game, um, but we'll take care of them the next couple of days. We'll come bouncing back, and so we're very, very uh, happy to say that you know we, we came out of it in really good shape. Next up on the docket, you got New England and you got Cam Newton under center for New England. Just a r- dramatic change from the last 20 years up there. What did you make of his performance if you got to k- take a look at it? And how does that running attack for New England look against this run defense for you? Well, it's, you know, we've been playing Cam for a long time. And, there's, and he's in the offense he's been in. They've run everything you can think of. I mean, every style of run from wildcat runs to, to options and, and all kinds of things that they've done, boots and nakeds and all that. So we've seen them, and, and you know, they're they're incorporating the the best of them. And, and we will not uh, we will not you know discount the fact that uh, Coach Belichick and his guys are going to they figured this thing out to utilize him at his best. So they're going to make it very difficult on us, you know, and so. Uh, yeah, he he looked pretty good in the opener, and, and they was certainly it was certainly a big part of the offense. AP, hey, I want to ask you about David Moore. You know, you bring in Philip Dorsett to compete. You sign Josh Gordon. David Moore, I feel like, has just been quietly consistent. He had a good return on, on punt. You're throwing him screen, so you like his ability when the ball's in his hands. Uh, what have you seen out of David Moore, and how his de- how has his development been to you the past few years? Uh yeah, I think David is at his best now. He can do the most, the most uh, that he's he's done in the game plan. You saw him in a variety of ways, really trying to utilize him. Uh, he's the the ball that we mishandled on the on the fly play uh, that he scooped up. It showed you if you look really carefully at what he did with the ball and the knocking off of the the tacklers. Um, he's a physical guy with the ball in his hands, and so we would love to get him to continue to catch and run and do all those kinds of things and and be a part of it. Uh, Philip really, you know, fell out of um, the the opportunity this, this week late in the week because his foot just didn't respond well, and so uh, you know it was easy to shift gears and get David in the game plan and, and make sure that he was part of it. Um, we'll hope to get Philip back, you know, when when he's ready. He'll be another weapon for us. He's a, he's as fast as you can get on a football field, and so we really want that factor to come back to us. But in the meanwhile, you're right. David has played good football, and using him in the, uh, in the return game is just a good positive for him. Another chance to help us win a game. I'm going back probably five or six years ago now, Pete. But it was at the scouting combine, and I was talking to uh, 
it was a scout that works for another team. And one of the things he was trying to make the point to me was that you guys coach to the strengths of your players, that you guys work at putting your players in the best position. And it's not like any team tries to fit a square peg in a round hole, but there are some teams where it's like, hey, my outside linebacker has got to be this big and he's got to be this, this fast, otherwise we can't. And, and the range of players you work with and putting them in the best spots – I thought there was a pretty good example of that with your defensive backs yesterday, seeing plays where you've sometimes got four safeties on the field. It, it seems like you guys really have and, and found some ways to utilize the special strengths of the players you have on this roster. Yeah, well, I hope I hope we always do that. You know, that's it's, the first part of it is discovering the unique qualities that the guys have and recognizing them and, and, and then having the flexibility to, to figure out a way to put them in their best spots. Now, that's... I mean, that's kind of an approach in general. You know, you want to go with what you got. And, and so that's uh, something we've always done. I mean, the, uh, the most obvious illustration we ever had is when you had Cam and you had Earl. You know, you had two totally different guys in style and play and nature and makeup and everything. And, and, and they both played together for a long, long time, you know, doing their things that, that they were good at. And that's that's always been the way. The safety is, is a position in particular when you really can highlight, uh, you know, talents and uh and that's something I've loved doing. And so this group of guys really gives us a chance. We're really excited about that. Pete, you had a powerful press conference right before the end of the off season, and you called for coaches to see their leadership roles as an opportunity to step up in, in the community, and, and especially towards ending racism and, and equality. Have you seen the results since then that you've wanted to? No, <laughs> no, not I haven't. But I have. Um, I, I I know that we're in the middle of the discussion. We're, we're uh, we're working at it as much as we can right now, um, uh, but you know the thought about never going back is really the, is is where we we have to keep surging forward and wherever we can, and and so we have to make our efforts where where we're you know where we have ability to. Um, we had uh, Alicia Garza come in and speak to the team last week. You know she's one of the founders of Black Lives Matter and and really the inspiration for it, and. Uh, to keep us on topic, to keep us tuned in to what we can do, and with voting coming up, this is such a huge. There's what fifty-something days left for the, you know, to the election, and and this is just symbolically the it's of enormous interest around the country, of course, but symbolically, this is the next chance that we have to really speak out as as individuals in support of what how we want our world to change, and and so this is a big deal right now, and so our guys are actively involved. I thought the demonstrations in the game were 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 you know really apropos and and uh and they were heartfelt and our guys were able we're able now to be in the discussion more than years ago it was overwhelming to us you know we weren't able to i don't there was the, just now our guys are handling it way better and they're dealing with it more more poignant, poignantly and so we're going to get better results but we have to keep fighting Think, things have been wrong for too long and and so um you know there i'm never going to in my lifetime, I will never be satisfied with with it until it's totally racism is dead and gone, and, we, and we've we've put it behind us for all of the right reasons, and we've overwhelmed um, the, our, our people with with what's right. And so, um, you know, I appreciate you bringing it up. Hey, Pete, I have more of a, a statement than a question. I just want to thank you for you taking your stance on social issues because. Um, it draws a lot of criticism on both ends. It is not yeah, easy being a man in your position to kind of step in front of this thing and say, look, this is what I believe, this is what the organization believes, and this is what we're going to do. So from me to you, man, I just want to appreciate uh, Thank you. 
No, thanks, Mike. I appreciate that, and there's a whole lot more to do, that's for darn sure. So we'll stay after it. How have you seen your players respond? You mentioned kind of the whether it's being more familiar with the issues. How, how have you seen your players engage in the discussion as it's happening right now? Danny, it's been a remarkable offseason um, for us in, in the uniqueness of the, the virtual approach. Um, has And I've, I, I keep trying to verbalize this, and I, I'm not really doing a very good job of it, but there was an intensity to the exchanges and the sharing of our stories and the uh, the interaction that we had that on that screen, when you're just looking at the person that's telling you, you know, and everybody's tuned in, uh, there, and I think also the solitude that, that you feel like when you're on your own and you're in your own home, and the, it's, the, there's an openness that comes from that that was really powerful that took us to a place um, where this is this team is going to forever be a close team. It, it just based on the, the the foundation of where our conversations have been, and it's been so so open. And guys, white guys and black guys, trying to explain what it feels like. And it's and there's a big spectrum of what what it feels like. And that in itself has been so revealing to so many. Uh, I think black guys have learned how hard it is for white guys to see what the heck's going on. And and white guys are, are, can't deny the fact of what it is to, to live in, in, in a black man's world and, and what, it, what, what it is for them. And, and so it's been just an extraordinary time of growth and openness and, and it generates closeness and it generates a connection. You know, you, you really can't really understand somebody till you listen to them and you, and you really see them and hear them and, and uh, without that opportunity, you know, the real closest never can can really take place. And so we're hoping to continue to find ways and, and to express ourselves and be very open to, to each other and, and, and make this an enormous opportunity for growth for everyone. I don't think anybody knew what to expect in the first the first games yesterday. I mean, it's not just sort of the emotional nature of some of the social issues, but the pandemic and there being no off season. Uh, I'll just say this. watching Watching the way you guys played, and watching how your offense functioned and and that closeness, I know how much you've worked to get your teams close and to trust each other and to. I I don't want to be overstated. It was kind of inspiring yesterday. Like it was really cool to see you guys coming out after that kind of off season and no preseason games to execute the way you guys did. Danny, I was inspired too. I was inspired by the by the way the guys handle it you know, because we really we really challenged them to just take over the event, you know, and, and make it be our event and us doing it regardless we were someplace else somebody else's place, but it didn't matter. And they did that. And um uh, I was really proud. Now, okay, that's one week and one game and all you know, we got a long ways to go. But it was a great jumping off point and and uh so we're you know the the let's say this you didn't ask about this but being at the stadium being at the game it was no big deal at all it was nothing it wasn't it wasn't a it was an interesting factor but it didn't factor in you know and and uh the noise level that the league has chosen um was you know was not daunting at all and uh so it was just playing football. It, it was like really pure. The game, you know, was about the players and, and, and the exchanges and all of the emotional parts that we had to we had to uh, you know, take advantage of were there. And, and so, you know, I'm really excited to come back home and see what it's going to be like here. I, I've said this last night. I think that I really miss our, our fans being able to be there to watch this team play and, and watch the interaction and the, and the energy. And I hope it came through, you know, in, in the broadcast and all. Um, but uh, this is a really fun, fun group, and this—it's not going to mess up this season. You know, we just got to stay healthy. Yeah, so we're going to do everything we can to stay healthy. I'll say this: they weren't there, but we're watching. 
Yeah, I know. I'm sure they were. I'm sure. I hope they're going crazy, man. I hope they were having a blast. We will be, and we will be this week, too. Pete, congratulations. What what a great win, and really thank you so much for the time this morning. You got it. All right. See ya. We'll figure out this this camera thing next time around, okay? (laughs) Sounds good. All right. Thanks, Pete. That is Pete Carroll. I want to thank everybody, starting with Pete Carroll, uh, Brock Heward, John Clayton, Back in the studio, Curtis Rogers and Jessamine McIntyre. Seahawks 1-0, 38 points, thanks to Michael Bumpus. He's Paul Gallant, and maybe next time he'll be able to turn his camera on. And he's Danny O'Neill, and guess what? we got to expect this out of Russell Wilson every single week. Perfection at quarterback. So long, farewell. You'll hear us tomorrow. <laughs>